Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. It is Sunday morning, and we are doing our Sunday morning esoteric reading of the gospel. Uh, we're going to continue this every Sunday morning from here on out. This has been a great way to uh, meet up together and really read through the gospel literature in a way that uh, we can unpack the deeper meaning of it um, and try to detach it from historical context or non-historical context, no matter what you believe, um, and really just look at like the core essence of it. Like, what does it mean underneath? What is the deeper internal meaning? Uh, what is the meaning for myself and yourself? So that's what we're going to get into today. Um, and we're going to be picking up in John chapter 1, verse 16, and we're going to go through about verse 39 today. Uh, because getting into verse 39 is like where it really gets, it gets juicy there, and it gets into uh, the kind of deeper meaning behind what it is. So uh, if you're new here and you've never joined the podcast before, uh, you can watch the restream of it over on my YouTube channel. You can watch it on the Facebook page. You can watch it on uh, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you like podcasts at. So everything uh, that I talk about during this, including media, books, literature, all over at cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You can find everything over there. Um, if you don't know me, uh, so I'm a spiritual creator, a mentor, and a seeker of the universal Christ. Um, it's really my mission to try to detach the whole Jesus character and take the essence of the Christ with a universal view and mentality for all. Uh, detached from dogma, doctrine, any type of denomination, anything like that. I am what you would consider a Christian mystic or a Gnostic. Um, those are not necessarily the same thing, but that's kind of the the line that I ride as far as my belief systems and what I teach from, uh, you know, comes from. So with that said, um, I read a lot of Gnostic texts, meaning uh, the Gospel of Thomas, Gospel of Mary Magdalene, uh, things that are not canonized within the Bible. Um, the reason I went there is when I learned how the Bible was put together. Um, I started struggling with some of the things that were uh, tried to tie together that didn't work. Um, one of the things is, you know, the whole Old Testament God tying in uh, to Jesus and trying to say that Jesus is the son of the Old Testament God. Um, I began to really struggle with that idea. Uh, fairly recently, uh, within this year, really, um, I've been praying for truth for a long time, since about 2020. Uh, just asking, you know, Father, give me absolute truth. I want to know, uh, even if it's outside of like this Bible that I have, this canon Bible that I have, the 66 books that we all have here in the West, um, I wanted uh, the authentic reality. I couldn't live that authentic reality if I didn't have access to uh, more. And, and it didn't have to be more in, in the form of books or anything for me. It just needed to be more as in understanding but God led me to a lot of different books, a lot of different understandings. Now, uh, a lot of people have spoke out against, you know, the type of teachings that I do here. Uh, New Age, uh, spirituality versus uh, good biblical doctrine. 
you know, if you want good biblical doctrine, this is probably the wrong channel for you. If you're ready for something different, a different flavor outside of what you're going to get in most churches uh, or most spirituality groups, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of blending those things together because I don't see a difference. And if you actually watch uh, what Jesus said and did, you see a ton of mysticism in it. Uh, you see um, that he was really coming against these old uh, systems of control that had been built by the old religious leaders. Um, and then you see immediately upon his, um, his unaliving that the early church then was born. Um, and then you see that Rome started to have a lot of control again and now we have this canonized Bible that, you know, has gone through the paces by a lot of people who by all intents and purposes had motives to make sure that it was the word of God and that it had the books that they approved in it. And that's not conspiratorial whatsoever. That's just, that's just how it happens. So once we start to understand that and we go, hey, wait a minute, let's go back. Let's rewind. Let's look at what words do we have left of what Christ spoke or the closest we think to what he spoke. And so that for me was like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then we've got Gospel of Thomas, Mary Magdalene, Gospel of Philip, Gospel of Judas, like the Gnostic Gospels. And so when I started reading those together, I started to, it was, it opened an entire world of this like deeper understanding of what scripture is. So uh, is that a Gibson hanging on the wall? No, it's not, but I'm looking at getting a Gibson right now. Thank you for noticing. That's actually my wife's guitar. It's a handmade guitar out of Nashville, and it's absolutely beautiful. I'm terrified to play it too much because I don't want to break it, but it's like you can't even get like a real wood guitar like that anymore. It's so, so nice, and like you can you can feel it and see it, and like it's it really is real wood. There's no laminate, nothing on it. It's just amazing. Um, but yeah, I am looking at a Gibson actually. And, and my, one of my dream guitars is a Gibson hummingbird. So, um, maybe one of these days you'll see one of those hanging in the background. So, uh, thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. My brother, uh, if the Bible is correct. There wouldn't be dozens of virgins. Absolutely. Cartman. Um, I totally agree with that. Julie says, uh, it isn't new age if it's been around hundreds of years. Yes, exactly. Um, and I, I really believe that Christ came to bring a new age of spirituality, a new age of enlightenment and understanding to an otherwise um, pretty dark and heavy system of control that was being built. And I think that we, again, history repeats itself. Um, I think prophecies are cyclical. We're always looking for that thing to come. Uh, and this is the introduction, by the way. I promise I'll get in and read the actual text today, but... I do want to share a movie that I watched yesterday. It's called The Gospel of Mary Magdalene. Actually, it's just called Mary Magdalene. Uh, but you can tell they pulled a lot of it from Gospel of Mary Magdalene. And it actually is Joaquin Phoenix playing Jesus. And before you go, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, I have never in my life watched a movie from, you know, The, the Chosen to Passion of the Christ to, like, I've watched everything, guys. Um, until yesterday, my number one all time, like must watch to try to understand the message of Jesus was the Messiah on Netflix. Yesterday it became Mary Magdalene. Um, it is on Netflix right now. I will try to put it in, uh, on my shop because I really, really believe in the message of it. 
Um, I won't ruin it, but it is it does differ from like the canonized Gospels in the fact that it really is more of a Gnostic type film um, with the ending of it being a bit different than than the story you're going to hear at like pulpits. Um, and that may be controversial to some people, but for me, it doesn't change the message. Um, the, the Gnostic belief, just to get into that, is more that, you know, rather than Christ physically walking the earth again after he was unalived, uh, that he manifests himself in spirit to several of the, uh, the true believers, and they were to carry that message on. Um, and that that message was within like more of the Gnostic type. I'm not saying just the Gnostics, but, um, and then we have these scriptures like gospel of Thomas, which has changed my life. Um, and we will do a reading of that after we're done with John, because they're going to tie together really beautifully. Um, but the gospel of Thomas has just been a life changing document for me as far as awakening that deeper light within me. Um, and, and, detaching Jesus from this historical person or timeline or all this doctrine and dogma that we have around him and really meeting him as a spiritual teacher, meeting him as um, this enlightened being, meeting him as the son of God who came to tell me that I'm a son of God, by the way, and that you're a son of God or a daughter of God. And so that's how I'm approaching this. So again, if you want the, you know, uh, Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sins version, then you can get that elsewhere. Um, you are not going to get that here. I'm not saying that that didn't happen, but I'm just saying I'm offering a different side of this coin. And the side that I'm offering is we were originally created as perfect beings of light, both male and female. And if you read uh, you know, Genesis 1 and then Genesis chapter 2 separately, I've got a whole video series on that, then you're going to see how you had Elohim, a plural creator God, which I believe, and if you look more back into ancient belief systems about that, it was um, God the Father, God the Mother, and then the, the Logos, the Son, uh, which is the Word of God, by the way. Uh, and we read last week, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That, that's the beginning of John here. And so, building on that understanding, we were, we were created in absolute perfection and beauty. We were one with God. There was nothing in us that was not pure light and pure beauty and pure oneness with God. Uh, that shirt is legendary, Gene says. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I make these, so... Um, I wish I could make enough to sell and share with the, with the class, but this, these, this one took me well over an hour just for this one shirt, and I made four of them, so it was like a whole day of making, washing, dyeing, and rinsing shirts, so thank you guys. I appreciate that. Um, dude, thank you so much for the stars, Warren. Uh, I'm a Catholic, but I'm also interested in finding out why the Council of Nicaea removed uh, books from the Bible. Warren, welcome. My wife's Catholic too, by the way, so you're in good company here. Um, and in fact, like the whole Cooker side of my family is mostly Catholic. So, um, I do, you know, with that, like, this is a super open community. We have, uh, Muslims, we have, uh, Buddhists, we have, um, Hindu, we have, uh, Christian, Jewish, um, like literally every, every denomination in here, we have agnostic, we have, um, atheists in this community here. So, um, 
thank you, Marcus, as I love what you're doing. I really appreciate that. Um, and they didn't really take Gospel of Thomas out, Blue Wild Ass. Why did they take Thomas out? So that's another understanding. I don't want you guys to think that, like, again, this is not conspiratorial. They're not like, people didn't, like, remove books and say they can't have that. Like, this was just, like, a process of editing, like, what do the people really need? Um, and, you know, what do they feel is inspired by God? Um, and so with that said, like Gospel of Thomas wasn't found until 1945 in Nag Hammadi. Um, it was found in the desert. Um, and they've been putting those together ever since. And so luckily, you know, here we are in 2022. We can actually buy the Gospel of Thomas, Gospel of Philip, Mary Magdalene, uh, and Gospel of Judas. All of those are on my website, by the way. Uh, you can go down to the spirituality uh, books and, and find them there. So uh, my mom just picked up all of those. Uh, looking forward to her reading them because, again, there is like a deep understanding that comes from that. And again, that's how I'm reading the esoteric side of this. Um, it's uh, where can you read the Bible's secret books? Well, I mean, if you're talking about secret books as a Gnostic, I've got all of those on my website. Uh, there are more books like the secret book of John and stuff that are a little more out there. I like the more verified ones as far as like gospel of Thomas has been verified. Like it was written around like 60, uh, years after Christ, uh, or, or even closer, you know, somewhere in there, um, from what most, most, uh, archeologists and scholars believe. So, you know, again, I try to not go too far fringe with that because some of the Gnostic texts are just, again, it's, it's just like reading the writings of Paul. It's someone's interpretation of the words of Christ. And so I try to read stuff like the canonized gospels and then the, the Gnostic gospels that are a lot closer to like probably the words that he actually spoke because they all are super similar, but you get like extra with gospel of Thomas and then you get like more of that verse in some cases and even a little bit of a language change. So uh, that's why I really like that. So that's how I approach this uh, with an esoteric reading. And really my main mission here is to help you manifest yourself through holistic original spirituality. What does that mean? That is our acronym MYTHOS, M-Y-T-H-O-S. Now a mythos is a set of agreements about a thing. In our case, it's a set of agreements we have about ourselves. We can't ascend and begin to transcend limitations um, and deprogram from the matrix if we don't build a better mythos about ourselves, which is essentially an operating system. The uh, Eastern philosophies uh, talk about it as a karmic imprint on our lives, where you know you're you're always living through upgrading or burning karma in your life. Um, and that's really, to me, what a mythos is. It's like, how, what do I believe in myself to be? What do I believe God in me to be? Uh, Ramon Hill, thank you so much for the stars. You guys on Facebook, I just got the stars thing on Facebook. And you can give stars and it helps me. Um, it literally, like, the more I get, like, if I get, um, I think if I get a thousand stars, I get $10. So, like, that really does help me. That adds to the bottom line. So thank you guys. I really appreciate that. Um, but we do this, by the way, we build this mythos through a set of agreements about ourselves, through our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, and our energies. And why is that important to me? 
because that's the, the framework I teach from here. And it's important because a lot of us have adopted a mythos that has been told to us for generations, in fact, thousands of years handed down. And that mythos is often that, you know, we're sinful worms in a bucket and uh, we just need a savior. The Gospel of Mary Magdalene and the movie Mary Magdalene I just watched is a beautiful, beautiful, poignant depiction of what it looks like to be expecting a savior or a kingdom to physically manifest in front of you and save you from all of the pain and suffering in the world. And that they do a beautiful thing in that movie of showing how Judas is looking for his unalived family to literally be raised from the dead and come back to him. Uh, what's up, Jason? How are you, my friend? Welcome. Um, so with that said, I know a lot of people that are looking for the physical kingdom of heaven to come down on earth. This whole revelation thing played out. I read stuff esoterically. The kingdom of God is within you and me. It is like a seed that grows within us. And it takes over more of the matrix and begins to, uh, in effect, infiltrate or blossom, bloom, grow, go within the matrix and begin to manifest. Um, and so that's what I believe our job is, is to not go out and evangelize people and try to say, you need Jesus and you need Jesus and you need Jesus. Again, that's why I'm more of a Christian mystic, a Gnostic. I believe it's our job to actually manifest that which is within us. And, and, and if what is within us is darkness and fear and sin and anger and anxiety and all these kind of fruits of the doctrine and dogma systems that we've built, then we need to build better systems. And we need to believe something different about ourselves. And I'm not saying... I mean, we have all made mistakes. We've all uh, had addictions. We've all lived through parts of our life where we hated ourselves and others and, you know, uh, and, and to varying degrees, by the way. I know people who have lost their literal lives to those patterns. But when I started reading the Gnostic Gospels, I started realizing there was light within me and the kingdom was in, within me. And then I saw the exact same message preserved perfectly in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The problem that we have in our Western theology is we're adding Old Testament and then the rest of the New Testament. You have all the Pauline books. you got Romans, Acts. Um, you've got uh, all of the, you know, Corinthians and all these things that... Are we're trying to add by another man's interpretation, who by all intents and purposes was a big part of the Roman influence, and we want to elevate him and say that Paul was this uh, true believer. He had this experience, you know, um, on the road uh, to Damascus, I believe, and you know, saw the uh, manifested version of Jesus and became a believer and all this stuff, and. That story sounds a, a little sus to me, a little suspicious. I can't even use that word. I'm not Gen Z. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a millennial. It's suspicious. I apologize for trying to use that out of turn. But um, that, that's a bit suspicious for me. Now, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying, like, you've got this guy who was trying to end 
all of this and then all of a sudden he's converted and then now you end up with the same guys it looks the same as the old hebrew system that jesus came to speak against and again this is all love to everyone in the community i don't care what your walk of faith is who you're married to uh what your orientation is what your race is your religion like we love you as long as you're here in love and light ryan says i question paul also yeah absolutely we have so much of our theology, and in fact, the average person walking around who follows and, and loves Jesus and professes Jesus has made him into a person, into that commodity, into that system of rules that Paul turned him into. And I don't see any of that in the message of the words of Christ. And we're going to see that today. I know this is a long intro, but I didn't do a very good intro last time on why we're doing this. So I wanted to make sure I really get it out there. Why am I reading the Gospels in this manner? Uh, peace and love to you all. Amen. Thank you, Third Eye. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, Brenda says, great message. I needed this. Thank you, Brenda. God bless you. Um, so as we get into this, this is really, really some deep stuff here. Um, and because I come from a place of, I love Christ. I love the Christ. I love the Christ energy, the Christ consciousness, the message of Christ, the entity and the spirit of Christ, who I believe is the son, the logos of the divine father. And by the way, the divine mother, the Holy Spirit originally was a divine mother that was taken out again by Rome to make sure that everything was masculine and was under that system. And that's why I question Paul. That's why I don't believe that Yahweh is the father of Jesus. Because if you look, and we're even going to see this morning where he just drops these hints all the time that he is not talking about the God of the Old Testament. And so with that said, that's where my message becomes a bit unpopular and a lot of people judge it because they, they won't listen beyond what they don't like. But I'm here to help everyone deprogram from thousands of years of people telling you what you need to believe and go right back to the message, go back to the source. I believe Christ was the fullness of all of these systems, all of these messages coming to give us the authentic reality. And if you watch that movie, uh, Mary Magdalene, you see that, again, it was even misunderstood amongst the apostles. Look at the apostles that, that weren't there. Most of them weren't there at the crucifixion. But the women were. They received the message within. The feminine energy, the receiving. Masculine always wants to take it. Let's go out. Let's go do that. You know, rah, rah, rah. And, you know, and the whole God is a warrior mentality. There's so many of these different church things that people go to where they have the warrior weekend and the men are all rah, rah, you know. And, and guys, I'm telling you, it, you know, the, the, the Gnostic gospel says you must make the two into one, the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And when we do that in self, again, you go back to Genesis 1, they were created male and female. It doesn't say separately. I believe it was one being, perfectly male, perfectly female. And again, that's an unpopular that is an unpopular opinion on here. But that's just my understanding of it. Then as you get into the Garden of Eden, when the matrix was made by Yahweh Elohim in Genesis 2, you end up with the tree, the spinal column, the, the snake, the serpent, the DNA, the apple, anything that opens your eyes to the true gnosis of God within you. 
That's why this is so powerful, guys. That's why nobody is sharing this. Very, very, very few people are sharing this. I am not the first person to share this, by the way. This was actually written about by one of Paul's followers named Marcion of Pinot. And so Marcion wrote about, he believed that Jesus was bringing a brand new God or even an ancient God, one that had been forgotten about for many, many centuries. And that, that everyone was, was building their systems of control. And whether you believe in ET gods, like extraterrestrial alien gods, or you just believe they were building statues and whatnot, that's neither here nor there. But if you go to ancient astronaut theory, you get into like all that stuff where Yahweh may have been actually another being from another realm, another planet, another reality, whatever, uh, that had that had a divine part of him because he was a angel, a fallen angel, if you get into the Enochian theology. And that's why I talk about mythology on my channel here, because I can't tell, I wasn't there. I can't tell you what's true, but I can tell you what brings the message of Christ to life. And that is stop trying to justify all of the stuff the Old Testament God did as his father and look at who he talks about his father as. And that, I promise you guys, is, is the beginning of you changing your life completely. If you look at the words of Christ, whatever you value him as, whether you view him as Hamashiach, the Messiah, Savior, personal Savior, Prophet, God, whatever you view him as, rereading his words in this manner, this esoteric manner, which means it's secret knowledge, it's hidden knowledge. And so esoteric, uh, Western esotericism, also known as esotericism, um, or mystery tradition in terms scholars use categories of a wide, wide range, loosely related ideas and movements. So, you know, this can go into some weird places. So I'm not like the whole like Kabbalah guy and everything. I don't do all of that. Um, but really I just look at esotericism as like hidden meanings beyond this, like, let's argue about the historical context and how, you know, how we're saved by grace through faith and all this da -da 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 stuff. And like, let's just look at the deeper message that he had to tell you and me as if we are standing there with him. And so on the flip side, exoteric. And this is really what will help you understand what esoteric is. It refers to knowledge that is outside and independent from a person's experience and can be ascertained by anyone. Okay. So that is, that is like knowledge and understanding that like, oh, anybody can just look at it. But the initiated person, the one that actually has gone through hell and back, who has gone through the God, please, I just want truth. I just want the authentic reality. God, I'll give up anything. I just want your kingdom. And I've done that, by the way. Not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying, I've somebody came on here yesterday accusing me of that this is a sexy or cool or like new new age. Like, I know it's trendy for you young folks. It's kind of how this person was approaching me. You know, but I just I I just want you to make sure you're leading people to heaven. And I'm like, dude, I'm not leading anybody to heaven. I'm leading them to the kingdom. And that's exactly what Jesus did, by the way. Exactly what Jesus did. And that's what we're going to see this morning. So 
Uh, if that makes sense, by the way, again, this is not for the person that just wants to look at the text and go, oh, this is what it means. This is what everybody says. This is a person that wants to experience this, by the way. You want, you care enough about your spirituality and you are done with fear. You're done with fear, anxiety, loathing, all of this stuff. It hasn't worked for you. The dogma, the religion, the systems has not worked for you and you're ready for a deeper something you can really hold within you. That's what I'm getting into this morning. That's what I'm getting into. And the idea that everyone is holding on to this Jesus character. And, and I propose let's let go of the Jesus character and let's adopt the Christ within us. That's what I'm, that's what I do here. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I experience. So, um, Greg says, yes. Thank you, Greg. So let's get into it, guys. Uh, 1 John chapter 1, or no, excuse me, John chapter 1, not 1 John, John chapter 1, Gospel of John, uh, verse 16. From his fullness, we all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The one and only Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, was declared him. Uh, so that's a that's a powerful place to start, uh, and I find this interesting here because again, I, I told you guys that I was going to continue to to reveal and what I believe is prove that Jesus is not the son of Yahweh, but rather the son of El or Theos, as he as he called him. Uh, that, that's in the Greek, by the way, theos being a different, uh, and, and we can argue all day long about the language barrier, by the way. So there's plenty of scholars that will tell you, no, it's all the same. These are just different language barriers. But look at the characteristics. You can take away the name and look at the characteristics. So first off, no one has seen God at any time. Moses received the law, but grace and truth were realized through Jesus. Okay. Uh, our third eye says, you're so right, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, no one has seen God at any time. Well, wait a minute. Moses stood and spoke with God as a man would speak with another man. That was, that was documented in the Old Testament. That's why Moses received the law. Yet here we are hearing about how no one has stood before God. Okay? Like, no one's seen God except the Son. So is Moses the Son? No, no, no. No, I don't think so. This is John's testimony. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask, Who are you? He declared and didn't deny, but he declared, I, uh, he declared, I am not the Christ. Uh, so, you know, we're talking about John the Baptist here, by the way, in the very first part of this. So, you know, John said, hey, I'm not the Christ. Again, the Christ. Chrisen, meaning anointed one, by the way. Which, by the way, I believe the true message of Christ is showing that you and I are both chrisen as well. If we allow it. If we step into it. If we're willing to give up everything for it. We can step into that and we can begin to manifest that kingdom of God through ourselves. How do the poor and hungry find sustenance? find regeneration, find life again. 
and dignity again through us, okay? They were waiting for the kingdom of heaven to come down and fix everything and overthrow the doctrine and the dogma and the religious rule and the rule of Rome that was over them. They were waiting for that, ready, ready for it to come any day. When are you bringing your kingdom, Jesus? When are you bringing it? You're the Messiah. He said, who do you say I am? The kingdom of God, I truly tell you, is within you. He was telling them that it was up to them to manifest this thing that they wanted. It does not come by force. It does not come by a power grab. It comes by that mustard seed growing within and bearing a tree that all the birds of the air nest in. So you guys start to see this. Again, this is why I love reading it esoterically because we start to detach it from all these worldly ideas that we have and build it in a, absolutely, Greg says, a multi-dimensional world here. This is John's testimony. He declared, and he didn't deny, but he declared, I am not the Christ. They asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you a prophet? He answered, no. They said, therefore, to him, who are you? Give us an answer and take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. This is from Isaiah 43. As Isaiah the prophet said. The ones who had sent, the ones who had been sent from the Pharisees, they asked him, why then do you baptize if you were not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize in water, but among you stands one you don't know. He is one who comes after me, who is preferred before me, whose sandal straps I am not worthy to loosen. These things were done in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he whom I said, after me comes one who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I didn't know him, but for this reason I came baptizing in water, that he would be revealed to Israel. John testified, saying, I have seen the Spirit descended like a dove out of heaven, and it remained on him. I didn't recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, On whomever you will see the Spirit descending and remaining on him is he who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I have testified that this is the Son of God. So this is John testifying about him. John the Baptist, by the way. And again, we're going to get into this. And we're going to see where Jesus never like, he's not like, calling himself out as this. He's just like, who do you say I am? And he's bringing this deeper message. You got John testifying about him. You have the, the, his followers, the disciples testifying about him. You have people testifying against him. So here we get into uh, verse 35. Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. John had disciples too. And he looked at Jesus and walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to be interpreted as teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. 
they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. And about the tenth hour, one of the two who heard John and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted as Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You should be called Caiaphas, which is, by interpretation, Peter. Which means rock, by the way. On the next day, he was determined to go into Galilee, and he found Philip. Jesus said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter, Philip and Nathanael asked him, uh, said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, can any good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said to him, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. So I'll stop there for the actual reading. No, actually, I'm going to finish. Never mind. We're almost done here. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, you were under a fig tree and I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are king of Israel. Jesus answered him, because I told you, I saw you underneath the fig tree. Do you believe? Now, and I like putting that inflection on it there. Jesus is answering him, so like, because I told you I saw you under a fig tree, that's why you believe? You will see greater things than these. He said to him, most certainly I tell you, hereafter you will see heaven opened up and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And by the way, whenever he said Son of Man, if you look into the translation of that, it is humanity, okay? It's, it's he, you know, he's not saying Son of God. He said, son of man. And if you look into son of man, it, it means humanity. It means human. That's wild to me that we've missed this for so long. Like, And I think people have caught it. But we have a lot of tradition making sure that he is tied being the son of God. Being the, the God incarnate. Rather than him bringing a message to humanity from God. Because he has become one with God. Now, I can't tell you which one to believe. I'm just giving you another side of the story. And I can't even tell you which I believe. Because I see where he was obviously had a lot of divinity and was the son of God. And I've been taught that for years and years and years and years of my life, ever since I was a kid, that he is the way through that cross, through all of that. But then I start to see that, that he's teaching a way, like, if you love me, then keep the law of love. If you love me, do the things that I do. Like, that's how you manifest that. That's how you, you turn around and you repent from all the lies, all the BS, all the stuff you've told yourself, all the stuff you've been told, all the things that you think you know, own, and do. Turn away from it. Turn around. Go sell it all and follow me. We can do that mentally, physically, spiritually. I've done it physically too. Sold like 80% of my stuff, 90% of my stuff. Here I am. I'm in a new house in a new city. I don't have my business anymore that I had. A lot of these guys left their businesses, by the way. There's even a part where Jesus comes to them after he's 
you know, manifest, re-manifest, whatever you want to call it. And they're trying to restart the business, like get the fishing business going again. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, you know, fish over here. Like, you're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing it. Purity of heart. Absolutely. The Christ is the true human consciousness uh, but we're become that we become without envy and ego. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, bro, where can I read the apocryphas? Um, I've got, uh, well, I don't really have any of those. Um, you can get an apocrypha like on Amazon for sure. Um, I've got the Sefer here that has them in it. Um, it's all kind of a Hebrew roots, but, um, I really, Probably, I don't really have that. Um, I do have Book of Enoch on my uh, in my spiritual book section on my website, um, but I don't have like all of the books there just because I haven't gotten into them yet. And I think Enoch is like the, the best place to start, so that's really why I have it there. Uh, God will meet with us all alone to see what we did uh, with His Son because He lives in us and He wants to see what we did. Absol absolutely, Amen. Uh, I love that, Drew. Very, very good. Uh, thank you, Drew. Uh, CJ, thank you for the hearts. Appreciate you guys. So, But I want to go back. Let's look at this in the esoteric light here. You know, We're looking at all the people and the places and the things around the gospel here. So let's look at the esoteric, the inward, the experiential insight that we might have from hearing these words. What are you looking for? He's telling the two disciples, what are you looking for? They just want to know, where are you staying? Where are you? Okay, that's like us asking Jesus, where are you? Christ, where are you? God, where are you? And he says to them, come and see. There's no word wasted in these gospels. God preserved what we need. And we can find more of it, I think, by going into the, the Gnostic Gospels. By the way, he brought those back into the world in 1945. Those with eyes to see and ears to hear. And it's, it's all still here, guys. I'm not teaching anything that's not there. I'm just saying, we got a lot of other stuff. You got a lot of other, you know, nuts in the cake. A lot of other fruit in the jello. There's all this stuff around it. You got all this Old Testament stuff and we try to make Jesus the Hebrew Messiah rather than the universal Christ. And whether he actually fulfilled all of those prophecies, great if he did. Or if people have tried to tie him to that for centuries, I don't know. Again, I wasn't there at the canonization. I wasn't there in the early church. But I do know there's enough data to show that like, hey, Maybe I shouldn't listen to other people's interpretation of what he said and go as close to the data as I can. And by the way, him within me, the kingdom within me, tells me that that's the authentic path to follow. And a lot of people say, oh, you're deceived. You're, you're so deceived, you know. Well, here's the deal. I don't think there's any deceit in love, in light, in forgiveness, in unity, in acceptance, in healing, in helping and in serving. Those are the fruits that this community is manifesting through this message. We're not going out and arguing with people. We're not going and trying to save people. We're going and trying to manifest the very kingdom of God within us. 
which is that thing that grows and spreads love and goodwill and true wealth, esoteric wealth, kingdom of God wealth. I have everything I need. And if that person needs something, they've got it. And I'm going to provide it because I'm connected directly to the kingdom of God. That's a hard thing, guys. We live in these selfish little worlds. We literally build boxes around ourselves that we call houses. We build boxes around ourselves that we call religion or faith or tradition or family or lineage or whatever or identity. That's one of the new ones that's going around, you know. What do I identify with? I say we identify with love and openness and forgiveness and quit. You know, I, I don't even like the language of like, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin. You know, okay? Take the log out of your own eye before you remove a speck out of your brother's. People that are deeply seeking spiritually are here right now in the chat. They're here listening. You're on the podcast. You're driving in your car. And you need something in your life that's life. And you're tired. You're worn out. You're confused. You find yourself angry, depressed, anxious, and you wonder why this thing, why you have a Bible sitting on your desk or on your nightstand, and you still can't find peace. Because you're looking in the wrong places, and Jesus is literally asking you right here in this text, what are you looking for? And what does he say? Come and see. Come and see. And so I want to end today, not with taking a bunch of questions. By the way, if you want to support what I'm doing, check out the Mythos membership. I'm supposed to pitch that every time here. You know, that's good marketing. So I can keep doing this. Because I do this full time, by the way. Thank you guys. You guys make that possible. Thank you for that. But the Mythos membership is, is incredible. We've got a private Facebook community. We're going to be doing um, private live streams with them. Uh, you get access to, I'm uploading what is literally hundreds, well over 500 different video trainings, never before been released, teaching all this stuff in different areas of your life, from business to personal effects to um, the finding your own spiritual gifts within you. Uh, we're releasing all of the unreleased video content around my book study of the book that I wrote, God Given Gifts of Brilliance. My community in there is going to get to read my new book called Mythos, um, which is actually going to have some really, really cool stuff in it that should be out before Christmas. They're going to get to read it and help me proof it, like be a part of all of that. Um, just as, as a part of that exclusive community, it's a lot of creators are doing stuff like this. Ours is 29 bucks a month. That's the everyday price. If you want to support what I'm doing and get the insider feel of what we're doing and go deeper into training and understanding all of this with me, take an active role in your spiritual life, go check that out. It's at cubcooker.com. That's all I'll pitch on it right now. But with that said, I really want to get down to the spiritual side of this. That's why I love the acronym Mythos. Manifest yourself through holistic original spirituality. Holy, unified frequency of love, holistic, original. It's yours. It's your experience. It's your esoteric revelation of Christ. It's yours, not mine. 
spirituality, the process and the actions of being spiritual through our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, and our energies. Guys, that's what it's all about. And I think that that's what Christ came to teach, by the way. Uh, it's so confused. It was so confusing for me for years. I questioned, uh, my told quote religion. Uh, one day all of a sudden my eyes were open. Amen, Ramon. Amen. Absolutely. And that's so many people here, guys. So many, um, uh, Kenneth says, why are, um, uh, modern, uh, Christian evangelicals, um, all of the, the, the modern church doctrines, why are they against the Gnostic gospels? Um, because this is a deep, deep, this is not conspiratorial, but think about the beast system of revelation. Think about a God who made himself the God of this world and wanted to make sure that he was worshiped, not just through people who were doing like dark magic and all the evils, the conceived evils of the world, but even the subtle ones, the ones where they follow a system and worship a God that doesn't lead to life, but leads to more self-loathing, more like, oh, I'm sinful, more I don't know, more well, let me tell this person, let me judge that person, let me try to save and help that person. Think about the beast system as being political, religious, cultural, monetary, and literally everything within this matrix. And the only way to escape that is to go within to the kingdom of God within you and do the things which Christ actually spoke about. Not what Paul said, not what Moses said, but what Christ said. Which, by the way, those revelations, those teachings are very, very, very similar to things like the teachings of Krishna, the teachings of the Buddha. I'm not saying he is them, but I'm saying that's the same energy. You know, you see people, you're like, oh, I definitely got energy of this person. It's definitely the same energy. I think Christ was the fullness. That's why I follow him. That's why... I, I seek him. That's why I try to reveal the universal Christ. You don't have to be a Christian to love that Christ, to embody that Christ, to manifest that Christ. That Logos, by the way, the chrism, the anointing on you and me, the Logos within that is a product of the divine masculine and the divine feminine uniting and bearing the Logos, which is the divine expression or computation of God in this world. That's the kingdom of God, guys. The kingdom of God is something that takes over by proxy, by expanding through little seeds that we plant within people. It has nothing to do with telling someone doctrine or dogma. It has everything to do with our thoughts, our actions, our emotions, and our energies. And when we do that, we begin to watch this beautiful, beautiful thing grow and blossom on this earth. And that kingdom of God is here now today. It is not something we look for with visible signs. We're going to see later where he says the kingdom of God does not come with visible signs, but it is within you. Yep. Ramon says uh, the Romans uh, got to actually make this new religion fit their society. Yes, you get it. You got exactly where I'm going with this. Again, not conspiratorial. It just is. You don't have to be angry at it. You don't have to like it. There's no kicking and screaming or us against them. You just... Just embody the kingdom, manifest the kingdom, and you begin to quiet yourself. You begin to love others. You begin to transcend. Uh, Adrian says, one thing that has helped me open my mind is realizing that the Bible is written uh, as instructions for uh, the Jewish society. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's different, like, 
angles that are taken in different books and they're not all the same angle. Um, and, and again, it's been edited and culled through and, you know, revised and well, that doesn't quite make sense. Let's make sure this ties together, language change, all the things. Again, not a, cons a conspiratorial way of thinking here, guys. Like, don't fall prey to that, to the whole us versus them and everything's out to get us. Literally, you know, Jesus says, your father is Satan. He's talking to them saying, your father is Satan. Who is their father? Their father was the God of Moses, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. By the way, that's why I go by Cub now. I'm tired of wrestling with Yahweh, and I want to step into being a child, a cub of the Most High God. El, Theos, the Father, the divine fractal, the mind of God. The father and the mother, the divine masculine, the divine feminine. There's no blasphemy in that, guys. I think the blasphemy is when we try to make God just this masculine thing because it fit a masculine narrative in society for the last 2,000 years. I love this stream, and it's my first time being on here. Thank you, uh, Shilov. Uh, See, hello. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, S-I-H-L-E-V-O-V-O. -V -O -V -O. Thank you for being here. Uh, you can hit up my website, cubcooker.com. Everything's over in my profile. Um, you can go check that out. And uh, I've got my YouTube on there where you can watch the restream, all the podcasts. Go subscribe to the podcast. You can catch me in your car. You don't have to watch to listen every day. Um, two a day, guys, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm live, but then they're, they're released same day. Thank you guys for the stars. God bless you guys. They're released the same day. Jason, love you too, brother. Thank you so much. Jason, thank you for being a part of the Mythos community. Um, like I said, so, so many cool things come in there. I'm uploading more trainings this week over there. I released about four different trainings there this week. Uh, we've got a private Odyssey channel over there. Uh, it's really cool. Everything's living on blockchain with that Odyssey channel. So... Um, I pay a little bit to like get those videos up there and then they're living on the blockchain. Um, and then we give that community access to them through the Facebook group. That's where all the training happens. Then I just, I try to do like daily updates Monday through Friday over there. Just keep everybody focused and a part of the community. I also answer questions first and foremost in that paid community. If you don't have the resources right now, or you're not sure about what I teach or whatever, or you just want to Tiptoe a little bit more into the discussion. We have a free Facebook group, okay? That is on cubcooker.com. Everything's over there. It says free Facebook group. You can go join that. That's more of the discussion around the podcast episodes that I'm doing here. So uh, that's not like all the trainings and the kind of deeper dive into everything. That's more of like discussion around the podcast. But I wanted to have a group free for all of you guys uh, where you can, and if you're a part of the mythos, go join that group too, because there's different conversations over there. So um, anyway, I love you guys. What is Jesus saying to both of us here, to all of us, to you and me? Because right now, this isn't just me to an audience, guys. This is me to you, you to me. What are you looking for? Define that. And if you're not looking for the revelation of the esoteric and spiritual kingdom of God that Christ spoke, then it's time to build a better operating system, a better mythos, a set of agreements about yourself.
that's what I teach here. That's what I believe. Manifesting yourself through through holistic original spirituality. And if you start looking at this and then he says, come and see. And then later on he says, follow me. Did he create followers? Was he trying to create disciples? Or was he saying, walk in the path, do as I do? Like, if I'm telling someone to follow me, I don't want a tag along behind me. I want brothers in arms, sisters in arms. Like, I want to be a community together. That's what I love about what we're doing here. So for real, what are you looking for? Come and see and follow, follow. Like follow along, keep up. Not just follow in a line, but keep up. Follow along, align with. I think that's the best interpretation of that there rather than follow him, align with him. Align with him. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Thank you for joining. Thank you for the support. Um, Yes, to not be in fear. Amen, Ross. Amen. Look for the fruit, guys. If you're trying to discern truth, you're trying to discern all this... You got all this stuff. You have authority to look at the tree, look at the fruit. Is it love, faith, unity, oneness, forgiveness, life? Or is it fear, anxiety, doubt, loathing, addictions, worries? I don't know. There's not enough. It's a, the kingdom of God is a deep spiritual esoteric kingdom that is within you. You wouldn't even walk around if you didn't have it within you. And I just propose that we all bear it forth more and more and more and more every day. I love you guys. What are you looking for? Come and see and align with the risen Christ within you. I love you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for your support. Hit up my website for all of the things. I'll see you guys Monday. Peace.